Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, managing food, diet, and eating. This is part two of a five-part series, and our specific topic tonight is meal planning. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. You've heard it from organization experts and others. If you want to get things done, you need to keep to-do lists. If all the things you need or want to accomplish keep you up at night, you might think about spending five or ten minutes before bed writing down your list for the following day. Some people prefer to start their day by creating a list. Choose whichever works best for you. To learn more about time management and ADHD, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay. Again, special thanks to Mary who reached out to me. Um, I alluded to this in, in the last um, episode of part one of this series is thanks, Mary, for reaching out to me. It's been 12 years since I've been doing Attention Talk Radio. I have not done really a lot on uh, meal planning and prep because it's a, such a complicated um, space. For those that uh, are jumping in here, um, part one was really setting the stage. What I was really trying to do in that was we were talking about ADHD as an executive function impairment. Um, then we started talking about thinking. We used a great analogy that I had gotten from Dr. Russell Barkley years ago, a way to think of uh, thinking in your mind, uh, to put it in context. And if you really paid a lot of attention to that, you began to realize how difficult thinking inside your head is and how the, the process, particularly of this show, meal planning, uh, there's different ways to organize anything. Um, or prepare anything, but you've got to take a look at all the alternatives. You've got to take a look at the pros and the cons. You've got to take a look at the cost benefit on that. Typically, we do that inside your head using working memory. There's like simulations that are going on. Are you exhausted just listening to me? Like, yeah, you're not going to do it. What people do is they just jump into something without thinking through it, and it's, it's, a, just a, it's a disaster. So one of the purposes of these things is for you to actually think through the complexities of this. We also talked in the last show about the ADHD paradox. 
about how often a paradox, by the way, is a contradictory statement. I should do this. If you never do it, that's a paradox. There's certain things that people with ADHD say they should do all, all the time, but they never do it. Self-awareness is owning that and say, yeah, I should do that, but I'm not going to. I have dyslexia. Right? Most people don't understand dyslexia. It's a simple retrieval issue. When I'm reading the word uh, B, I'll retrieve a D. So imagine reading a sentence and I read doy, not boy. It doesn't make any sense. I've got to go back and reread the sentence. I spend so much effort trying to code and encode what's going on, I don't have any reading comprehension. I also can't spell very well. Right? Years ago, I should spend more time trying to spell, but I'm not going to. Why? Because of life, quality of life. It wears me out. It just wears me out, and I'm not so sure when I pass away anybody's going to say, that guy didn't spell. I'm known for some other things. So I, years ago, said, listen, I should spend more time doing that, but I'm not going to. I've got other people to help me out with that. But we come back to central theme last time is to own yourself. Acknowledge what you will and won't do and own that move forward. The other thing I talked about is there's a continuum here. One is a very simplistic plan, like it's just ripping the box open and eating it like, hey, I'm hungry, bag of chips, problem solved. Um, one is more complicated on the other end where you're making everything from scratch. You've got to be realistic about where you're going to land. There's a continuum between these two. There's a balancing act here. <clears throat> we know that thinking and planning inside your head is difficult. It's easier if you write it all out outside and update it. The problem with that is that's tedious and boring, and your primitive brain doesn't like that. Right? It doesn't like thinking, and you don't like the tedious stuff. So, again, there's a yin and a yang here. What's going to work for you depends on your individual circumstances and characteristics. So the last thing we did in the first show was talk about the concept of industrial engineering. In order to do anything, first thing you need to do is map out what you currently do, current behavior, current systems. What are you doing? And that, not just now. Look at it long term, long term, consistently. What have you done? What have you not done? Then you have to take a look at situational variability like, hey, I like to cook. Well, Jeff Copper, I like to cook. Right? I make complicated meals when other people are with me, not by myself. So you have to make some adjustments for that. <clears throat> if you're cooking with other people, it's a social thing. Like I'll have a glass of wine. I'll have some people over. I make a jambalaya. It's an entertainment function. That's not meal prep. That's an entertaining. So if you're going to do this day in and day out all by yourself, you've got to look at it. Or you might say, hey, i got to do this with somebody else. So that was setting the stage a little bit as we get into um, the meal planning part of it. Now, as I alluded to, some general ideas is we want to reduce the number of steps um, in the meal planning process as much as we can, and we want to reduce the thinking as much as we can. So in general, when you start to take a look at what am I going to plan for breakfast? Now, I'm going to bring a lot of me into this. Um, to talk about what I've ended up doing, um, to spur your thoughts. But basically in the morning, it's got to be simple. Um, every once in a while I'll do a little bit of something, but I, um, I have coffee every morning, which we will talk about in cleanup, but I don't like cleaning. So I have this little Melita thing. It's like 250. You stick it on top of a coffee cup. I put a filter on it. I pour coffee. I pour hot water on it. When I'm done, I got these things. It's really easy to, to throw in the dishwasher. But the point really is, is there's not a lot of steps. I just put water on and I pour it into the, the, the filter. It takes me two seconds to do that. When I'm eating something, it's something simple. Um, I'm not a protein bar guy. Um, I like eggs. 
So sometimes I will hard boil some eggs, or I've actually got this little thing I poach them in. Um, I stick them in the microwave. It takes about two minutes for two eggs. But I also like when I can do the hard boil because I just peel it and I go. <clears throat> I can eat eggs every day on a regular basis. Some of you like smoothies, right? problem with smoothies is sometimes you go into the vegetables and all that kind of stuff. It has to be done on a regular time. Well, you'll realize is if you're not having smoothies on a regular basis, it's because you don't have the behavior to do that. You've actually got to solve the problem around to do that. But the point really here is in terms of planning is you want to start to identify stuff like that. Often I find people that when they think of meal planning, they want a, a huge variety of meals, um, like something different every day on a period of time. Again, you're bringing a lot of thinking into that, a lot of decision. All right. Some of you gravitate to that, but when you start cooking many things, you start having to commingle ingredients and stuff like that. One of the things that I did, because I have two kinds of cooking. One was when my kids are around and post kids. What I found when the kids were around was that we had certain meals that we ate all the time. One of them was, I call it Cincinnati chili, which so is chili over top of spaghetti. You throw some Fritos, some onions, some sour cream, some cheese on it. That was a regular staple in our house. Another one was um, uh, chicken and caper sauce um, that had noodles and stuff. Notice that there's noodles in ch- uh, Cincinnati chili. There's also noodles in chicken and caper sauce. But I actually one time made a list of the things that we ate most of the time. It's like a menu put on the refrigerator. What do you guys want to eat? Go back. The staples and stuff that we, that we had for that, those things were regular, right? It was a menu of maybe 15 items. So it's just kind of what we ate. What I did is I also I, – I bought a lot of ingredients that were crossovers that were used in multiple – I could have just chili. I could have chili for chili dogs. I have chili over top of spaghetti noodles or whatever. And you'll notice that there was a lot of dry goods with that, so it didn't require a lot of fresh stuff. All right? So when I would go to the store, um, I had the menu, um, but I also had a thing where I actually like walked through the store – um, and I go to Publix here in Tampa, and I made a list of everything that we get, like on a regular basis. Um, I would walk into the right side of the store with a clipboard, and I wrote it all down. I zigzag up and back, up and back, all the way to the end of the store, and I wrote them all down, and I put them on my refrigerator so that when it was time to go grocery shopping, I grabbed the list. I went around looking for um, did I have that ingredient or not. Again, these are the most used things that I had, so it wasn't related specifically to what we were going to eat any meal that particular week. It was just the normal staples. Because I, um, I don't like surprises last minute, what I did was I always had an inventory system. There was mayonnaise in the cupboard, and there was mayonnaise in the refrigerator. Ideally, if somebody used up the mayonnaise, they went to the thing and they just circled mayonnaise. Sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. If, they, if it was time for me to go, it was circled. I was like, okay, listen, I, don't have to, I need to get mayonnaise because it's circled. But I would say, do we have any mayonnaise? Notice as I made that list, I didn't have to think about it. I would just say, do I have it or not? I didn't have to recall what I needed to go get. I would just say, hey, I would go through my inventory and say, do I have this? What's left I went to go, to go grab. Again, a lot of my, my dishes were very cross-functional because a lot of them included the same ingredient based off of a menu of things that we ate on a regular basis. Remember in the first show that I talked about industrial engineer, map out what you currently do or what you currently have as a means to start. So I tell you what, we're going to go to break right now. Uh, we'll come back. Um, our secret word tonight is meal. Again, our secret word is meal. and We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. 
Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are uh, part two of a five-part show on uh, food, managing food if you've got ADHD. Um, Before the break, we kind of referenced the setting the stage show to talk about what was at play. And um, before the break, when it comes to meal planning, I started talking about um, kind of the best thing about planning is look at the rearview mirror. Take a look at uh, what you eat. Make a list of it. Uh, what What do you like? Not what you think you should goes back to not what you should, but what you actually will do to, for effective meal planning. And the best thing to do is just, again, notice what you eat. Um, also notice what you eat. And, and when it comes to meal planning, um, key issue is perishables. You know, you can buy rice and noodles and stuff. That can stuff for hang out for forever. But if you're buying fresh stuff, um, uh, vegetables, fruit, you know, that stuff is perishable. Um, you know, when I had kids in a family, we went through food left and right, so it really wasn't that much of an issue. But I'm older now, and by the time I go out and buy everything for a salad, I'll eat part of it. It's going to go bad before I do that. So, like, in my adult life, um, I typically, when I go out, that's when I eat uh, vegetables and fruits and stuff like that, at least the, the vegetables, which, by the way, I don't eat a balanced meal at every meal, but I eat a balanced diet in totality. So while I might have protein for breakfast – um, I often will have juice with vodka in the evenings, right? So, hey, I'm getting a fruit in later in the evening on that. Um, also, as an aside, if you have ADHD, it's really good to eat protein in the morning for a couple reasons. One, uh, proteins are what you do to manufacture neurotransmitters or the meds kind of gather it. And protein is really good because it's kind of like a time release thing. If you have protein and some carbs, if you have the carbs, you'll have a spike of sugar and you know, you'll decline. Whereas like if you have protein with it, it kind of, it kind of helps time release that and all the way. So protein for breakfast is really good. Didn't mean to get off much of a tangent, but coming back to the, um, being mindful where I was is when I was had kids around stuff and we were going through the stuff, I bought a lot more perishables now that I'm older. Um, and I'm often cooking by myself. There's a lot less perishables and I have a tendency to eat that out or I get smaller portions or I get stuff that's kind of prepaid. I was never a bag salad type of guy in the old days, but it's something that I do now. Now, for some of you that are really complex, um, you can sit down and you can start to do these things where you're buying all kinds of ingredients. Like one time I was going skiing and uh, uh, we were going to eat in and I was having to buy a lot of food for like about a week. I had to it's, to me, it's a puzzle where I sat down and said, identify, okay, I'll get eggs because that'll be good for breakfast food and some sausage, and we'll have sandwiches at lunchtime, and then we'll have, like, you know, the, the different things at the evening, whether it's chili or the chicken and caper sauce that had mixed ingredients. But I knew that as we went through that, I didn't know the rate at which that stuff would be eating, but if there was bread left over and eggs, I could make French toast to kind of get rid of some of that stuff. So there was, like, 
buying ingredients you could use in multiple different types of things. It was fun to do it for that event. I don't do it all the time because it would drive me crazy. As I said, for most of you, you've got to take the thinking out of it. And if you start to begin to think about, hey, you want a really kind of complex variety of food that requires a lot of different ingredients, it makes the shopping side a hell of a lot more difficult. And also, if you're having to go get fresh stuff, you're going to the store a hell of a lot more, and it's kind of going bad, and then you've got to clean up the refrigerator. So you've got to kind of begin to think about this and kind of pare it down a little bit. So again, going back to the way I did it, this is what we eat all the time. Um, I gave a list of all the staple ingredients that we have. I have a list so I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about what I need to take. I just need to go and look at what we've circled or say, listen, do I have this before I go? I go to the store. I'm not zigzagging all over the place. I literally am walking to the right side, and there's sequential steps because everything is in the order that I have it routed my way through the store, and I would get out. As an aside, I'll never forget Publix rearranged it one time. It drove me crazy. It literally drove me crazy. I was even asking the store personnel, they're like, yeah, I drive those crazy. I had to go back in and redo the list. It was a pain in the butt um, to exert that effort to go do that, but it was helpful. Another thing, too, is is for those out there who find grocery stores overwhelming, realizes that when you go there without a list, you're going all over the place looking for visual cues to remind you what to eat, and so that can be a, a challenge because you come home with lots of food that you already have at home, and you show up with stuff that you're missing. And other people just get overwhelmed by the choices. I found that if I had it on my list, I was going to the store. I was only looking for that particular item. It was a way for me to filter some of that stuff out. So needless to say, is, is we're starting to see a trend here, right, is that identification of what we've got, what we eat, putting together a list, making the shopping simple, and planning accordingly. Now, in a bigger picture, sometimes what we would actually do is if I found something that I really had a taste for that I wanted to try, I would often go give that a whirl. By just buying those ingredients, it's like a one-off thing if guests and stuff were coming. Then I would have that in-house. I think a lot of people, they go through recipe books looking for things that look exciting and delicious, et cetera, and they get lost in that stuff sometimes. It gets gets a lot more complicated and a lot more challenging in order for you to do that. So, again, the idea here really is to, to stop back, pause, and kind of look at your behavior. Tell you what, let's go to break and come back about some of the best way to do some of this stuff. Again, our secret word tonight is meal. Our secret word tonight is meal. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. 
For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are in part two of a series on managing food, diet, et cetera, if you've got ADHD. Um, Again, just to reiterate, there's a continuum here. The question is, where do you fall on that continuum and what do you do? Today, we're talking about uh, meal planning, the concept of keep it simple. Um, Again, I like to keep things simple in the morning, maybe a hard-boiled egg and some coffee. Um, I'm also a big leftovers eater. I do a lot of cook times. I love eating the leftovers that day. Uh, one of the things I also also found was um, when Attention Talk Radio was born back years ago, because every Wednesday night I would air the show and I was on it. So that was sandwich night in our house. It's really simple. I'd just, people just come in, grab sandwiches, and whatever was left over, we ate for a couple days after that. Because again, you'll notice it was simple, it was easy. People make it on their own. Okay, so we're still going back to the top. And so when you're playing the meal, the idea is um, with the menu. Go to what you eat, right, in your existing behavior. You can certainly sit down and go through some cookbooks and find out stuff that you like to eat, but I find, you might find that that's a lot of thinking. That's actually a bear. So start with what you eat. Make a list of those ingredients if you can and go in. And um, um, for many people, I advise them if you can do it with somebody, go through your cupboards. Get rid of, all of everything that you don't use. Try to simplify some of this stuff down. I don't know. I don't. I went through my cupboards one time. I was telling like four jars of um, – uh, chili powder. I mean, literally, I got rid of them just so I could simplify it so it was aesthetically easy for me. It wasn't so overwhelming to me um, when I walked into the coverage. Also, for many of you, when you're meal planning, you have to consider prep. Uh, many of you just are not going to do that. More and more, you can go into stores and you can go, like, again, I'm a Publix guy in Tampa, Florida. You can go in, they have chicken corn on blue that's kind of pre made. All you do is just take it home, stick it in the oven, um, heat it all up. You know, good to go. Next day, you got leftovers. That could be lunch. Um, they have some larger thing on, on family sides. For many of you, you know, you know, buying the salad kits, just taking them, tossing them in a bag, swirling around. Again, we're trying to reduce the number of steps with regard to that. Others of you, if you're going to do meal prep, it does to do that stuff again. Make it entertaining. Like you sit down with a glass of wine, you have it with some friends. Uh, talk on the phone with other people. Sometimes people, um, you have a headset on. Um, you start talking about some of that stuff is the actual, you know, planning what you're going to do so that you're buying stuff for that to happen. Um, and, uh, again, pre-made type of stuff where you have usable ingredients a couple times over, et cetera. The last piece of this, that there's a common theme here, is I would encourage you to sit down if you're going to do this with somebody and grab somebody else to do it with. Again, not somebody's going to tell you what to do, but somebody you can sit down and say, listen, I need to kind of, you know, reflect back on what I eat to get a list of the menu, write the ingredients down, kind of organize them in a certain way. Again, I like the list where you make a list of all the ingredients that you use all the time, so you're always going back to staples. By the way, I have that on my computer. I have Dropbox, so I can pull it up at the store, like the blank one, not the real one. And, oh, by the way, what I do when I have the list of all the ingredients, where they are in stores, I print like five or six of them. I stick them on a magnet or refrigerator. I take them one at a time, and then I reprint it as a means to make just the idea of that nice and simple, right? The idea of scheduling that stuff out and et cetera, a little bit of variety. So, again, what I'm encouraging everybody to do is when you start thinking about the future, think about your past, do it with somebody, start to have in mind the amount of work that's going to need for these types of things to do because it's not just what you plan to do. It's what you're actually going to make. 
which is, again, going back to your current behavior. Um, a lot of people like cereal and milk. They can just pour it in a bowl and go. If that's it, you've got to keep it simple. You've got to have that mindset. So I hope this has been helpful. This is just one piece of the pie. It's an important piece because if you don't set yourself up for success, you're not going to execute on the backside. Or if you do something more complicated, you're going to have a hard time kind of following through it. So our secret word tonight's meal. And so with that, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. 